PDPW On Demand. Here's Bill Baker. On this week's PDPW podcast, the secrets to being in a great relationship. Here's Michael Hoffman with his message on thank yous and pet peeves. Yeah, we've been married 38 years, but I have to tell you, it hasn't been perfect. I mean, anybody who's been married for any length of time will tell you it's not its not perfect all the time. You know, it feels like 37. It really does. But the fact is that there are secrets. There are secrets to a good uh, relationship. There's are secrets to a strong family. There are secrets to a great team. You know, there's a reason why I love working with you people. And it doesn't mean that it's always, you know, smelling like roses. But uh, the fact is, is that we accomplish a lot because we have created opportunities where we work really effectively together. And whether you're talking about your family or whether you're talking about the people that you see every day that you treat like family, hopefully. But the fact is that those are created. And so I want to, ta- I want to talk about thank yous and pet peeves today. <laughs> they go together. They really do. Thank yous and pet peeves. And really the foundation of everything I want to talk about, because I find this to be secrets to strong teams, is that whether it's conscious, I hope, or usually unconsciously, but consciously, strong teams really foster the idea that Every one of us works behind our eyeballs. You know, I don't see me work. Rarely is a video of me uh, doing what I do at the farm or with my team uh, every day or even at, at, at home with the family. Uh, there's not video. So I have to go by outside stimulus, whether it's I'm hitting my goals, whether it's reports, whether I'm hitting deadlines or whether I'm accomplishing things or just the fact that I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt my, my people are for me comes from the outside. It rarely comes from the inside. And with that little tiny kernel of an idea, the things that we're going to talk about today are really, I'm talking about you having tremendous influence on how people see themselves on your team, how people see themselves in your family, and what a gift that is. Because if I'm walking around behind my eyeballs, my sense of me comes from the outside or, and my brain is going to fill it in and it's either not positive or not accurate. So with that understanding that I am not responsible for how you see you, but I've got great influence over it. As a person who's in charge of a family, maybe in charge of a team, or even somebody who's really great that understands that I have great influence, even though I'm not in charge, can do several things on purpose to really help tighten those teams up and build a strong foundation for doing anything we accomplish to, or just being a part of something that will support me for the rest of my life. Strong families and strong teams. Thank yous and pet peeves. You know, if I were to ask you, if you had a boss that you remembered, I'm talking about the good ones. Uh, do you remember any of their phrases? I mean, did you ever have a boss that uh, just just made you feel part of something larger, that really that really brought the best out of you, that made you want to step up, or, or, or maybe you learned a lot? Were there things that they said over and over again that you can remember to this day? I bet there are. I had a boss by the name of Dennis Cherry, and his famous phrase was, Mike, what would you do? No matter what happened, if, if, I, if I brought him an idea or if I brought him a problem and said, Dennis, this is what I'm working on, the first thing out of his mouth, and I knew it was going to be out of his mouth, is, well, Mike, wh- what would you do? Or how would you handle this? Or various forms thereof. Well, Mike, you're closer to the situation than I am. That was my favorite phrase. You're closer to the situation than I am. How would you approach this? And sometimes we'd give him great pushback. We'd say, well, that's why you get the big bucks. That's, that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> well, well, I don't know what to do. And I loved it because his, he always had great responses. And one of the ones that I remember the most was, yeah, I do make more money than you. I am the big guy. However, I, I like that little phrase, but I, I love this. I invest in good people and you're closer to the situation than I am. So how would you handle it? Now, now it's not that Dennis never had an idea because he had lots of ideas, but he always said that first. He always, and he always went out of his way to go there first. And, and, and what I didn't realize was he was growing me. 
I love that phrase. How I saw me whenever he asked that question made me think. It didn't mean that he was going to hold back his idea and then tell me, you know, what he thought later or, or make me screw up and then come in and save the day. He really wanted me to think it through. And if he could use my idea, uh, he would. But that's, that's for another, another topic. But there were things that he said that I still remember to this day. I, I remember coming home for dinner and my father... We had dinner. I have a big family. I'm eight out of nine kids. And every night we would have dinner, usually around six o'clock or when the lights turned on, as everybody, you know, tells in their stories. But we did that. We were, we were that type of family. And we had dinner at pretty much the same time every night. And, and I could put money on the table that, uh, especially during the school year, my dad started out the conversation with, all right, guys, so what'd you learn today? Every, every day. What'd you learn? What'd you learn? And as a matter of fact, you you learned <laughs> that you better have something that you learned to share at dinner. And sometimes it became like bragging rights. Sometimes I couldn't wait for dinner to share some of the cool things that had happened that day. Sometimes it was, you know, I don't, I didn't learn anything. So you make up, you know, you made up stuff, of course. But I, I remember that phrase, you know, what did you learn today? I've passed that on to my family. As a matter of fact, it, my, I have two uh, children that are married and have kids now. And it just made me laugh out loud when we were having dinner at my oldest daughter's house. And the first thing out of her mouth, she, I don't even know if she knew she was saying it or she didn't do it on purpose. It didn't feel like it anyway. She turned to her kid and she's got two children. One of them is just starting school. And she said, so what did you learn today? And I literally laughed out loud. It, the baton has been passed. <laughs> my, my point is, is that there are things that we say and that we do that build a foundation of how I see me. You know, I, I didn't make up how I saw myself and my family on, you know, on my own. It was generated by communication and by things that we did and things that we said as a group that had me feel the way that I did. And I, and I belong to some great teams. I've belonged uh, to some very dysfunctional teams, uh, very, very dysfunctional teams. But my gosh, the good ones stand out. And I was lucky enough and blessed enough to, to belong to a family that, that was very strong and tight. Not perfect by any means. But we were strong and we were tight because of some of the things that my family, especially my parents, did on purpose. And I want and, I, and so I, I put labels to that. And, and the concept that I want to build on today is thank yous and pet peeves. Built on the idea that you've got a lot of people that you live with and you've got a lot of people that you work with that live behind their eyeballs. And one of the greatest gifts I can give is to help them see themselves in two areas. You know, one of the things that I, uh, that I love about strong teams and strong families is we can talk about anything. We can talk about the good things. We can talk about the bad things. If I'm off and you bring it up, it's because we have built this relationship where I know you have my back. That's why you're bringing it up. Even if I'm being called on the carpet, I know I'm not alone in the process because we have built a history of how we do things. You've almost done a really great job as a leader of mine to know that I depend on you to bring up the things when I'm off. So it's, it's, it's creating that relationship. And the way we do that is by saying thank yous and bringing up pet peeves on purpose. And I want to turn it into a skill level. So let's, let's talk about those two things, thank yous and pet peeves. So the foundation is I work behind my eyeballs and I have to have somebody hold up a mirror every once in a while and let me know where I'm at. And the benefit is it starts to uh, help me consciously and subconsciously see who I am. And so on purpose, we bring up the thank yous. On purpose, we bring up the thankfuls. And I'll give you a few uh, ways to do that in ways that are palatable and uh, ways that we are, are digestible because everybody's got different personalities and some people don't like the straightforward, you're beautiful and, thing, and awesome because of this. I can't take it. So I got to be ninja about it. But I also don't want this to be just a leadership thing. I want this to be something that we do as a family, something we do as a team. 
This is the way that we do it. We verbalize our thank yous and our pet peeves. Um, Because if you let me know what you're grateful for, I'll have a tendency to do it more. That's, That's the idea of me living behind my eyeballs. When you tell me that, listen, hey, I appreciate you doing this, uh, it, it basically, it helps me reinforce the behaviors that I've done that I, I'll be honest with you, I've been in my tornadoes all day long and I didn't even think about you when I was doing it. <laughs> so I'm glad that you liked it. But what it does subconsciously, it adds weight to those type of behaviors because I know that I, that number one, it's having impact because you've told me. And when you say thank yous, and even when you do pet peeves in a positive way, it creates a dopamine effect that is uh, tremendously powerful when it comes to reinforcing good behavior and addressing a behavior that's off. So it's very important that you understand that saying thank you is not just me being nice. Saying thank you is chemically uh, uh, cooperating, is that a word? <laughs> uh, the, the behaviors that, that my people do that I want to continue to do again. Saying thank you is, it's a heart drug. Saying thank you is a love bomb to most of our people. And when, it, when you do that, it lifts the fog of our relationships and and the influence that I have on my, you know, downstream that I don't even pay attention to because I'm focused on me all day long. So let me give you a few tips on how to say thank yous that really make a thank you very, very effective. I can say the word thank you and, and I appreciate. Matter of fact, those are my first two tips. Say thank you and I appreciate. Just use the words. And I'll take it. You know, that's an attaboy. I'll take those all day long. Hey, I appreciate you doing that. Hey, thanks for that. Hey, I noticed that. See, when, when I bring up my, my awareness in you that I notice you doing those things, it brings light to behavior. And I grab onto that subconsciously as a good thing. And I'll have a tendency to do it more often. So say the words thank you and appreciate. It's pretty darn simple. Uh, but the reason why we want to do it purposefully is is because um, not only does it reinforce strong behaviors, but it also reinforces strong relationships. See, when I know that you have my back, I will I will take your negative or the 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 the, um, the times when we're off those negative situations where we got to bring up things that need to be addressed. I will take them more in an open mind when I know that over time you have built up my back. I know you are for me. I love to ask that question when I'm working with leaders all the time. I, I like to ask the question: If I took your title away from your name, would they still follow you? I like that question. If I took the power of your title away, would they still follow you? And if so, there's a reason, and it's not your pheromones. <laughs> You're not giving off, giving off some scent that makes them go, I love working here. What they're doing, or I love being a part of this family. What they're doing is they're, re- they're reinforcing to how I feel about myself when I'm around you. And when you say things that reinforce me, I have a tendency to subconsciously know that you are for me. And when you are for me, I am open to when you have to bring up things that I'm off more readily because I know that that it's for my good. So it's not just me being a nice guy. There's a reason for this. Well, can you imagine if we do this for our families? I know as people of influence, whether I'm a parent, especially if I'm a dad, that has I have to bring up things when you're off all the time. That's my job. I have to tell you when this needs to be raised higher or this needs to be more focused or this, this behavior is unacceptable or that's the wall. <laughs> Bang on it all you want to. I ain't moving. That's the wall. And so when I do that and I have to take those roles, it's more accepted when you know I am for you. 
So thankfulness, saying thank you, is a tremendously important skill set and tool to be used on purpose. So when can we do these types of things? What, what about you? When, 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 think about the last time you sat around the table, like a holiday, like Thanksgiving, and you went around the table and everybody had to come up with something they were thankful for. Well, we used to do that once a week. On Sundays, uh, Sunday dinners, when, when we got together as a family, um, my dad started off with, it wasn't what did you learn today, it was what are you thankful for? And we got kudo points from mom when we, po- when we pointed out somebody at the table. I know that um, I grew up with uh, nine brothers and sisters. There's nine of us. And we were born three boys, three girls, three boys. And I lived basically in the same room with my two older bro- two other brothers until I got married. I mean, I, I, <laughs> it was, they, they were it. I mean, we lived on top of each other. And you can imagine three boys growing up literally, you know, in a very, very small space and bunk beds and on top of each other our entire lives where that covered the gamut of emotion. But even to this day, the concept, I'm, I'm in my, my late 50s, and I, and I will tell you that I would go to hell and back for either of those guys, mainly because of what we went through. And one of the balms, the healing balms of all of those you know, wonderful growing up years was that one exercise that even when we were sick of each other, we learned to always find something we were thankful for in each other. And that helped pave the way for lots of different situations. So the the idea of saying thank you purposefully is the love bomb I want to drop on this particular podcast. What are you doing? When are you doing uh, it? Um, So as a leader, if you're you're a leader and you're listening to this, whether it's a family or a person of influence in a family or even in your teams, know that there must be times when you are giving praise purposefully. Uh, So when are you doing it? Are you doing it on a regular basis? Are you doing it in your your, uh, weekly huddles? If you have weekly huddles, which I recommend that you do. Are you doing it at your team meetings where you're bringing up specific examples? I love the idea of manager drive-bys where you, you, you literally find your, an opportunity to go by and just, just hold up a little thank you when you possibly can for your people. Mainly because I know you're working really hard all day. We're in a season that's very, very uh, tough and everybody's pulling their weight. And I want you to know it's noticed. That when you feel confident about who you are in me, I don't have to worry about you because you are confident in you. And if, and if my job is to get people to think and do, I have to build strong, confident, competent people. Well, you build confidence by letting people know that you know what they're doing. So, so you say, thank you, and I appreciate more. If you really want to be good, you'll give them specific examples of what they're doing. But for right now, just say thank you more. Say, I appreciate more. Uh, same thing in your families. Your kids need to know that you see them. Your kids need to know, I don't care what age they are, especially teenagers, they need to know that it's not all angst. <laughs> I see, I see you. I appreciate when you did this. So, a couple of tips. Uh, say thank you often. Say I appreciate often. Find opportunities to do it purposefully. I really recommend that this is not a leadership skill. This is a team skill or a family skill. So you find opportunities where everybody is expected to say it. If you're really good, you have them write it down. Uh, I, I will tell you, um, I, I, the holidays are coming up and uh, we, we celebrate Christmas. And one of the things that we started doing, gosh, it's been almost 10 years now, is, is along with the Dirty Santas, we play a little game. Everybody is supposed to bring a, um, a thank you note and I noticed note about somebody in the room. And there's, there's only 10 of us. So everybody writes out a love note and it's got to be specific and it's got to be connected with the why. Why did you write this? So what did they do or say that you're thankful for? Um, or behaviors that they do that you love. And why did you write that? So help me see it in perspective. And we fold these up. 
Now, as the person running the game, either I do it or my wife does it, we read all of them and we make sure everybody has one. If not, then we add in a couple. And we usually add in a couple anyway because we try to write one for everybody. And then we play a game. And the game is uh, we, somebody reaches into the bag and they pull it out and they read it. They read it aloud. So there's no names on it. It's just a behavior, and it's the why. Here's, here's what I love about what somebody does. And usually we can guess. I mean, it's fun to guess. Uh, sometimes, you know, half the fun is we think it's different people, and then we talk about it. But then after a while, we, you know, the person who says, okay, who wrote it, and who did you write it to? And that's, always, that's the fun. It's like the reveal. It's like, I wrote it, and I wrote it about you. And so we do that for the entire bag, and it's a giant love fest. It's not as sappy as you think it is. It's really not. It's, actually, there's a lot of laughter, and they usually get pretty funny, but they're very meaningful. So it doesn't have to be tear-jerky stuff. It's just things that I appreciate and I really like. Matter of fact, sometimes the lighter the better. Um, but we have a lot of fun. We laugh a lot. And it is tremendously reinforcing in our family. And like I said, we're not perfect. We like to fight a lot. But I tell you, our fights are a lot better because I know you have my back. So I can say what I feel. And I, say, I can say what I think. And it's all based on this type of thing. I love this game. And I recommend that you play it. I recommend that you do it with your, with your team. You know, once a quarter, once a week, you know, uh, at the huddles. Every once in a while. Uh, because you got your people working really hard for you. So I love that game. Oh, and by the way, we usually give a little bonus award, whether it's an extra cookie that we're eating that night or an extra dessert for the person who gets the most recognitions. So I make sure everybody gets at least one, but sometimes you get people that do two or three because there's people in our group that write something nice and it's usually about the same person. So I make sure everybody gets one, but some people get two or three that um, they deserve. They're the winner for the night. So they're the king for the day or queen for the day. I love that. I love that. So thank you and appreciate more. Do it on purpose. The other one is pet peeves. Pet peeves are just as important as thank yous, just as important as, as I appreciate, because we have to be able to say when we're off. One of the things that I really appreciate about my wife is um, she does hesitate to say things when she's off and she's mad. She lets things go really fast. She doesn't have a quick tongue. She's slow to anger and she's quick to forgive. I love that about my wife. She's taught me to do that more, more effectively because I'm not that good on it. But one of the things that we do do when it gets, when she, when it, when it builds up, <laughs> instead of blowing up, she will let me know we need a pet peeve night. Wow. Now, normally she can tell me, hey, could you do this? Or, you know, yeah, I appreciate it if you do, if you would do this, you know, stop doing that. It'll be great. But sometimes it gets to the point where I'm not getting it or she's doing things that she's not getting it. And it's, and it's, we have to, I have to bring it up because there's more to it than just don't do that. Because I know if I said it, you'd, you'd probably be more than happy to change it. But sometimes we have pet peeve nights, and that's what we call them. And that's actually the first tip is call it a pet peeve night. It's not a, it's not a bitch session. <laughs> session. I'm not going to go out of my way to, uh, to just beat you down. But I, but I do have to bring up stuff. And I want to do it while it's still a pet peeve, and it's not, a, uh, it's not an argument. So don't wait too long before you do it. Say, you know, oh, wait, I, I, there's something I need to talk about. And we, and we give it a cute name. We call it a pet peeve night. And so it's like, okay, all right, bring it on. Let's go. Let's, let's do this. And so we sit down and whoever called it gets to go first. And so here's the rules. The rules are, is there are things that I need to bring up that I just need to bring your, to your attention. And here's the philosophy. We have pet peeve nights because I know that if you knew about it, you'd want to address it. Do you see the, the, the intent? It's not that I'm going to kill you if you stop doing this. It's very positive. I know that if I brought this up to your attention, you would do something about it. That's my attitude towards it. And even if it's something that I think you would, you would find very sad or, or maybe even offensive or we'd have to talk about it, I still want to bring it up and that's my, that's my approach to it. So on a pet peeve night, uh, the attitude is actually very positive. But, I, but there are some things that I got to bring up because I, I need them to be addressed. And so uh, one person would go and they would say, okay, here's my pet peeves. And they would just get it on the table. And the tip is to be as specific as possible have a good attitude about it, 
And when you bring up specifics, I can't fight it. So if you bring up a specific, it's something that I, I'm trying to understand what you're saying. So the more clarity you can give me, the better. I mean, think about it like I've got my entire day or whatever area that you're trying to bring up in my head, in my, like a giant Rolodex. And when you bring up specific examples, it helps me find that event in my Rolodex. And, and I can say, I can look at it. I can see it. And I go, yeah, okay, I, I, can, I, I know when I do that. And then you connect it to the impact. The reason why I'm bringing this up and, I, and I, I need it to be different is, so you give me the weight of why you're mentioning it. That's tremendously important. If you just walked up to me and say, stop doing this, I have no context or no, I, have, I, I don't know what that, what that means to you. But if you let me know the why, the impact that it's having, or even the fact that it just drives you nuts because it adds weight to that and, uh, and I can really be helpful for that. So be specific in your observations. If you just say, you're always late. I, I've got three times in my head when I wasn't and I'll argue with you. So try to be specific. Paint a story if you have to. And then connect it to the why. Adults need to know why. And it helps me understand why you're saying that. R- really a good, good tool to get things on the table. And then you can have a discussion about it. So let me give you some, some rules that we have in Pet Peeve Night that really, really help in hearing pet peeves. First of all, I'm going to get my chance to give a pet peeve night. That's why she called it ahead of time so I can prepare my stuff too. But when I'm in the hot seat or hearing pet peeves, there's a rule. One is I can't say anything. <laughs> I cannot vocalize at all. I just listen. And I listen with my eyes and I listen with my body. I even try to take notes if I can. But I have to express good listening skills. The reason why I, the, one of the rules is you can't interrupt. You can't say anything. Because nine times out of 10, I'm probably going to cut you off. Maybe not. I don't even know it. But I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to try to explain myself. And I'm not listening to what you're saying because it's a gift that they're giving me. And if I listen, they may be telling me things that I'm not really understanding or I, or I jump to conclusions. So one of the rules is no talking. You have to sit there. And the most you can do is rub your chin, because this is what I saw on a show once, and say, hmm interesting. That's it. That's all you can do in response is say, hmm, interesting. And what I'm trying to do is to get you to be quiet and to listen. Don't justify. Don't try to explain. Just listen. When they're done, they can say, I'm done. Now you get a chance to ask a follow-up question. So if you really heard what they said, you can ask a follow-up question, try to get it on the table. Maybe they weren't clear in what you think they meant. So you can ask a follow-up question. And then if you want to try to set it and put it in perspective, you can, or, or try to kind of tell them what they did. But the most important thing is, did you hear what they said and why it was important to them? Boom. There you go. I love pet peeve nights. We go back and forth. Sometimes they've gotten heated, but the fact is we're talking about it now. I'm not afraid of scuffles. I'm not afraid of fights. But if we do it early enough, and if you let me know, because I'm for you, I have a tendency to be open to what you have to say. Oh my gosh, are pet peeve nights important to teams? You know, when, when can you do this with your team? I mean, can you make it a regular thing? So as I kind of wrap up, think about this. When are you putting in time when you can tell each other when you're grateful or when you're thankful? So consider when you can add these into your groups on purpose. And at the same time, can you institute a pet peeve time when you give opportunities for people to say, I, I need you to address this. You can do it. It could be as simple as you leave. This is actually a classic example because this is just reason. We have a new daughter-in-law that's coming into the family actually next month. And one of the things we found out about her is it drives her nuts when we leave the cabinets open in the kitchen. It's just a thing with her. She got it from her parents. I don't know. But, and I never knew we did it. My wife never knew she did it. We leave all the cabinet doors open. It drives my daughter, my daughter-in-law to be nuts. And we have a good laugh about it. But my gosh, is it on our attention span now? That's what I'm talking about. 
it doesn't have to be deep and huge, but, but it really helps that we, we prepare the way for deep and huge. So what are you doing to get the good things on the table? What are you doing to get the, the challenging things on the table? When are you doing it on purpose? And how are you going out of your way to build strong teams and strong families? Let's do this. Let's verbalize our thankfulness and let's set up pet peeve nights. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. Our thanks to Michael Hoffman for today's message. You can find more information about Michael at ignitingperformance.com. And a big thank you to you for taking the time to listen and support these PDPW weekly podcasts. We hope they carry you through the week in a positive way. Until next time, have a safe week. PDPW, Dairy's professional development organization. More details at pdpw.org.